A high, high wall standing in front of me, blocking my way. Uh huh, you're short. <clears throat> No, the noise they're on. Hi, everybody. We just woke up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we both simultaneously, we, we both woke up, and then um, we were like, okay, let's get ready to record, and then we're like, okay, sick, we're, I'm going to go to the bathroom, and I was like, oh, sick, I got to go to the bathroom, too. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Then I and then the, we we started this call and I was like I had a weird dream last night. <laughs> and I a- tried to ask her more about it, but she wants to tell me over podcasts. So. Yes. So the dream was like a several part dream. You know how sometimes you have that. Yeah. Um. It was a several part dream where it was like I was I was watching a crossover episode between several like adult animated cartoon show things wow. and it and it was like family guy the simpsons futurama and something else i forget if it was like bob's burgers or american dad anyways <laughs> i saw a trailer i saw a commercial for that and that was the first part of the dream and then um i woke up after that and i was like well, that's weird and then i went back to sleep and I had a dream about watching that same cartoon. And specifically, I think it was on, I think, the Family Guy part. And the plot of that was that um, Peter was going on, like, a fishing trip with Meg. And he was like, holy crap, Meg, we're in the ocean. (laughs) And then, like, a huge wave happened, and... Uh, they ended up falling into the ocean, but being saved by some kind of ocean spirit that can absorb water. And the you mean the ocean, like in Moana? Kind of, but it's like a living entity separate from the ocean, but it just lives in the ocean and it can absorb water to grow in size. And it, like so, the ocean. Kind of, but it was like talking about how it only just recently started existing. Anyways, but yeah, after that, um. They, um, after that happened, <clears throat> um, Peter was like, holy crap, you're you're some kind of water elemental. And then it was like, yes, I am. It was like, okay, well, don't absorb the entire ocean. And then I they- I hate that this is Peter's voice. I hate that this is happening. Yes. And then they were on an island for a, for a while and they got into an argument with the water spirit thing and the water spirit decided because it was angry, it was going to absorb the entire ocean. And so that like caused huge amounts of trouble and like shifts in land and things like that. And after that, it moved on to the Futurama segment where they, like, no, uh, no, after, the, yeah, yeah, it moved on to the Futurama segment, where, like, they were, they had noticed, like, something that wasn't supposed to be happening was happening in the past, and so the the government hires the Planet, Ex- the Planet Express crew, the main characters of Futurama, to go and fix that, 
because uh, they're like, you've traveled to the past before, and they're like, yes, several times. And so <clears throat> they end up, like, getting sucked to Earth after they go to the past. And then, like, after that I woke up. I was like, what the fuck is this dream? And then I went back to sleep, and it was the Simpsons part. And it was showing all these, like, horrible things happening to, like, residents of Springfield. And, like, sometimes it was, like, um, you know, Hans Bollmann dies in an earthquake. And it was, like, it was all deaths. And it was, like, um, Otto drives off a cliff. And then, it after that, it moved on to, um, uh, like, a character who's not on the show anymore because his voice actor is dead. But, like, also... No, no, it, no, I, I skipped one character who, like, was in one episode. Um, and it was like, he got mauled by a badger. But, like, they used a real photo of a badger. Like, a PNG of a badger. And, like, old footage of him in his episode. And they, like, just, like... Like, you're messing with an editing software. And you're, like... Moving the moving the badger to his face, and then it like cut to black and said he died after that, <laughs> and <laughs> then it was like, um, so like, uh, <laughs> this is the stupidest dream I've had in a while. Um, so there's, oh, Jesus Christ, it's, oh my God, so. Uh, there's a character in The Simpsons named Troy McClure, who's played by... He showed up from season 2 to season 10, and he was played by Phil Hartman, and they retired him as a character when Phil Hartman died. Um, but, uh, like, they were, like, they used, like, old, uh, old audio clips they had from him for this bit, and... Then it was like, and he always op opens up all his appearances with, Hi, I'm Troy McClure, you may remember me from blah blah And then he went like, come, come with me to the Troy McClure Digital Museum. And then like, so babe, I showed you that thing, um, the Musée Mechanique that's in San Francisco. Uh, that's the arcade museum, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then it like transitioned to like a live thing and I was just there with my dad, and it was like the Musée Mechanique, that arcade museum, but all with, like, shitty, like, almost bootleg-like versions of that, uh, of things. And it was like, I would look, I, I, like, you would look around and you would see, like, space attackers or whatever, and, uh, like, a thing where it's a glass room where it's lit up, but sometimes the lights turn off, and... You have to press buttons and be like, predict what will be in the room when the lights turn on. And while the lights were off, you could very clearly hear, like, a guy walking around, like... And, like, dragging things away and putting things <laughs> there. And, and when we left, we got asked a survey with, like, a lot of very personal information uh, asked for on it. And then I woke up. And then I was like, we need to do the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> During that sequence, you should put, like, dramatic music over your, like, <laughs> I dream will, telling. I will. Anyways, would you like to properly <laughs> introduce the episode? 
Yeah. <laughs> so we're noises on. We're usually not a podcast about dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm Jenny. Oh, and I'm Melee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a very interesting way to open up this episode. Yeah, we haven't even introduced ourselves yet. We didn't introduce ourselves. You just went on about a dream you had. Oh, involving Peter Griffin. That was... I feel like that was the worst when you ha- thought of, like, a really cool plot point, and then Peter Griffin was in it. I hated that. <laughs> uh. <Ugh>. Anyway. <laughs> so. Our episode this week is on Haikyuu. I love Haikyuu. Yes, I so could good. tell you love Haikyuu. Um, what are you... Um, Wait, no, maybe I should ask for your thoughts later. So. Yeah. What's like my prior knowledge of Haiku? Maybe. Um. No. Okay. Your thoughts on the. Well, like what no, you but like you could ask me that now. Okay. Yeah. What were your prior thoughts on Haiku? But my prior knowledge, everything that I knew, came from fan art that I saw Nora post back in the olden days on Google Plus. Um. And I forgot most of everything about it, other than it's about volleyball. There's a tiny orange boy and Kenma. Kenma's the only one I fucking remember, and he got cancelled on Twitter while we were, uh, writing notes for this episode. He got cancelled on Twitter? He said something that was slightly mean, and everyone went, Oh my god, Kenma's abusive, and it's like, no, he's fucking not, you whores. Wait, what do you mean he got cancelled- the fictional character got cancelled on Twitter? Yes. (laughs) Yes. What? She- he was- like, there was- just this whole fucking thing of, oh, it's Kenma, he's, he, oh, Kenma told a character who's, like, supposedly his anime boyfriend, hey, if you lose this match, then I'll be bored with you. <clears throat> As a joke, because it's fucking Kenma, he's a little shit, and that's all I really know about him. Yeah, that and, sounds very much like him. And, like, after that, <clears throat> they were like... <laughs> Oh, God. After that, um, everyone went, Oh my God, I can't believe Kenma's abusive. That's not... What? There's other context to that scene. There's other context to that scene, like the fact that Kenta's just a little shit and he likes messing with people. You said Kenta! Kenta! Fuck Kenta! (laughs) He's ruined into my mind. There are Beyblade voice actors in this series, anyways. Oh, okay. Okay, anyway. Yeah, let's look forward to that. (laughs) So, um, my prior experience and knowledge of Haikyuu, I actually watched it when it came out. Like, as soon as it came out. And, um, this was, like, back in 2014. Yeah, 2014. So, uh, two years after the Kurgan and Basket anime came out, and I think that was in its, uh, Kurgan and Basket was in its second season by then. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah, and I had only watched the first season of Haikyuu. Everything after that, I don't know anything about. I just know the first season of Haikyuu, and it slaps, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. uh, time to actually explain what Haikyuu is about. <laughs> Volleyball. It's a sports manga in Jump written and illustrated by Har- Haruichi Furudate. Uh, the story follows Hinata Shoyo, a 15-year-old boy that wants to become a great volleyball player despite his small stature. Um, yes. Uh, 
and that's why we made the funny joke, apparently, that I'm short, too, but I think he is a bit taller than me. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, I wrote a little thing later about that. He's five foot four. Ah, uh, yeah. You're He's, three he... inches shorter than, <laughs> than Hinata. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it, that's pretty short in terms of both volleyball players and also the fact that he's, like, he is, um, a boy. He is 15 years old, so that yeah. makes sense. Um, so the anime series was produced by Production IG from April two thousand 2014 to December 2020. Yeah, same seasons. studio as, uh, same studio as... Uh, what's the, uh, Kuroko no Basuke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same studio as Kuroko no Basuke, and as I said in one of the Kuroko no Basuke episodes, uh, I visited the store, Production IG's store, when I was in Japan, and I got some Haikyuu shirts. Well, I nice. got a, a, a Haikyuu shirt. I don't know anything, I didn't get any KNB merch, unfortunately, but, uh... I did get um Haikyuu merch, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the anime went on from April 2014 to December 2020, with four seasons and 85 episodes with positive receptions for both the manga and the anime. And the manga also stopped in 2020. I forget what month, though. But yeah. um, it actually ended quite recently, which is surprising because, like, that was just three months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are some other things, like multimedia stuff that Haikyuu has. They have a radio drama, several OVAs, several compilation films, two video games other than Hinata's appearance in J-Star's uh, J J St Victory voice Versus. Yeah, which means that this is also canon in Crokono Basque. <laughs> yep. Um, and so Reborn. <laughs> so, the, uh, the, um... The names of the games are Haikyuu Tsunage Itadaki no Kisheki and Haikyuu Cross Team Match, both on the 3DS. So, mm. uh, that's an idea for you when you do another stream. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a series of stage plays called Hyper Projection Ngeki Haikyuu. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, the official thing is supposed to be Haikyuu with one U. But my brain always thinks of it as Haikyuu with two U's, because I've it's, always been used to that. A lot of people write with two U's anyways. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's, it's like, some uh, weird kind of, like, Japanese writing of U that has, like, a line over it that implies it's longer than usual, so... No, 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 I, I absolutely understand that, because yeah, actually... Yeah, so, so it uh, is basically two U's. Yeah. It's funny, because in the, uh... Hinata's name, actually. Shoyo, those also have O's with, like, lines over it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I w I'm always used to writing his name out as Shoyo with O-O-O-U. So. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> anyway. So, this episode opens out to a short narration about the main character's struggle with a metaphorical wall. And, uh, blocking his view on the other side. He knows that he can't reach it alone, but maybe with others, and he leaves it on a hopeful note when a bunch of voices say, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then the first opening plays, 
the first opening is really good. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I've got a few things. Uh, <clears throat> I've got a few things written here about like the intro bit and the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first, first off, like uh, the series starts with like uh, a view of Hina's like Hina like walking up from his feet, and I said, "Well, if I know the series started with feet, I would have started watching sooner." Um, <laughs> you don't see actual feet though; you just see shoes. Still, though, it's, my joke still stands. Um, Not really. <laughs> second, is he talks about a high, high wall. I wrote here, haha, short. Hey, listeners, did you know Melee is short? Which we ended up doing for the intro. Um, <laughs> and I also wrote here, um, from what I've heard, the series is just all good openings, so a good start here. Yeah, listen, this 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 series slaps. Like, okay, Kirk and Obaske, it takes a while to get into, but this one, it actually, it's like, oh, okay, let's get into this. Because, like... Just from the story alone from this first episode, that's where I was like, hello, I'm in. Because <laughs> it also helps that it's kind of a coming-of-age story. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so weird. Because I, li- I like seeing growth, so I guess coming-of-age stories is a thing is a good thing for me because I do love growth. But anyway... After the opening, we see the wheels of a bicycle. We see a younger version of Hinata riding it and stopping to watch a volleyball match on TV. He's inspired by a player called the Tiny Giant of Karasuno. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird because in on Netflix they say Tiny Giant. Mm-hmm. I think because I watched this on Crunchyroll, they call him the Little Giant. Yeah. I personally like Little Giant better, but whatever. Um. And Karasuno actually happens to be the town next over from Hinata's town. His friend stops to tell him on uh stops on his bike to tell him that they'll be late for school, but Hinata's just really like starstruck about Karasuno. Mm-hmm. Time skip to approximately three years and three months later. Literally says that in the <laughs> the subtitles. So yeah. Uh, um. Also, while he was looking at the TV, like feathers flew out. Yeah. I wrote here. Whoa, bird feathers came out of the TV. Did a bird fly into it? <laughs> no. It, so, because a fun fact, love. Mm-hmm. The reason why Karasuno is called Karasuno is because the um, the Japanese word for crow is mm-hmm. Karasu. Mm. So that's why, they're, that's why they have bird feathers. They're crows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that happens with another school that Kenma's actually a part of. I think you can guess which which uh, animal that is. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's such cool imagery. Not gonna lie, and also the feathers is awesome too. Crows are very smart and cool, so that's why they have the feathers out usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we're at a volleyball tournament. The approximately three years and three months from that day. And Hinata's super excited since it's his first real volleyball game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and his two, he, yeah. He ends up saying, um, he ends up, like, enjoying the smell. And I wrote here, why the fuck would you want to smell a gym that's, like, the worst smelling place? Here's the thing. Uh, it's like he said, it's his first ever game. And so he's never been to another gym outside of the one he's been at his school. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he, for him, it seems like a very different experience. It's like, okay, it's like if you went to a different city, 
right? Like me with San Francisco. For yeah. me, I've been to the city before. I've been to San Diego. But going to San Francisco, even though it's also a city, it's a different experience for me. Yeah. Okay. You know? It's okay. kind of like that. But he's talking about how he's enjoying the smell. <laughs> As it... It's the, but that's the funny thing because his two friends tell him to calm down and he sounds like a hick because he's like, oh, it's air, it smells like air salon pasta. Do you know what those are? Mm, I don't think so. Air salon pasta are just basically like the muscle relaxant like pads, you know? You know how like um when your back aches or something, like if you have like, there's some people that use like little patches on their back and it's like soothes their um muscles and stuff yeah that's what air salon pus is that he's talking about that because they're um it's like a weird it's like a minty smell you know yeah it's that anyway hang on i'm hang on listeners i am pulling up air salon pus because that's actually a thing that (laughs) i grew up around because my parents use it all the time Mm mm-hmm Oh, the air salon pasta is like a spray, so there is a smell to it. Oh. Yeah. But if you know what salon pasta are, they're just basically pads that you um put on your sore muscles, and air salon pasta is just the, the spray version of it. Yeah. So that's why. And it makes sense, because they're, they're all um athletes, so of course they're going to use it. Anyway. So, uh, their friends are actually surprised that they made it that far because they're actually a team filled with amateurs mm. like Hinata's two friends Izumi and Koji are actually not part of they actually don't ever play volleyball so they're just doing a favor for Hinata yeah. but anyway we see different middle schools warm up and Hinata thanks his friends Izumi and Koji and several first years for helping the volleyball team out for their first and probably last volleyball tournament in terms of since uh, Hinata's in his third year in middle school. Yeah. So it is his first and probably last volleyball tournament at that school. Mm-hmm. So they barely made the cut, but Hinata's really determined to take the win all the way through, despite the team being made of amateurs. The first yeah. game is up against Kitagawa first, and when they meet the team, there's one player that stands out among the rest. He's known as the king of the court, or Kageyama Tobio. Yeah, and I wrote here uh, a couple things. Uh, wow, you saw a volleyball player and gave him a K-Page. Um, <laughs> I mean, they do that for Kirk and Hibasuke, kinda. Yeah, and Hage. Um, <laughs> and, and also, I've heard the name Kageyama before, and I know, I know goddamn nothing about him, though. Ugh, good. Because he is... Ugh. Yeah. He's something. He is something. <laughs> and I His here, relationship with Hirata is great, and a bunch of people ship the two of them together. I could tell, because he's the one I always saw him with in fan art that Nora Tru- posted. <laughs> Trust me, it's it's a funny ship, and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like the rivals to lovers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's a remarkable setter, but despite the impressive quality of Kitagawa first, Hinata is confident that Yukigoka, his own middle school team, will win. However, the nerves get be- get the best of him, and he goes to the bathroom to relieve himself. Yeah. And that's a running joke in, like, the earlier parts of um, Haikyuu. Yeah, and, uh, 
I, I wrote here, wow, he now has to shit. Fun fact, the day I wrote these notes, I had some bad diarrhea. <laughs> oh, please don't, please don't keep that. Don't keep that in editing, Jenny. I'm going to put a second one. Fun fact, the day I wrote these notes, I had some bad diarrhea. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, in the hallway of the bathrooms, players from Kitagawa first start trash-talking Hinata's team. Hinata confronts them, despite being, like, slumped over and needing to use the restroom and, like, clutching his stomach. The players make fun of him when Kageyama confronts them to warn them about warm-ups. He yeah. turns to walk away, but the players keep making fun of Hinata, so he scolds them that they aren't even benched on a team yet, so they had no right to brag about them being better and hiding behind their name and status. Yeah. So, uh, they run away, and Hinata's like, like, oh my god, he's super scary, but then he recovers, saying that he probably could have handled it himself, but he coils in fear once Kageyama glares at him, and that is, <laughs> that's also a running joke, actually, later, uh, that Kageyama always has, like, a scary, glaring face, that's his resting face, yeah. usually. He's just got resting bitch face. Yeah, he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except I can't really call it bitch face because it's like, it actually makes people scared. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> bitch face can make people scared. Depends on how scary the bitch is. Mm. Is that me? No. Okay. So, Kageyama tells him to not talk big either since he can't even stay healthy with his stomach ache. So, that's why he was made fun of. He then asks Hinata why he came to the tournament in the first place. He is how replies that he wants to win, but Kageyama glares him down, saying that Hinata makes winning sound easy. Mm -hmm. Hinata remains positive despite his lack of height, saying that he can jump and nothing is a failure as long as he doesn't give up. Mm -hmm. Kageyama argues that not giving up is set easier said than done. Hinata still remains positive and excited that he's finally playing volleyball with six players and that his team will win the rounds of the tournament and every tournament after that. Kageyama yeah. disagrees and says that it'll be him who stands in the winner's court. They both have a slight stare down and Kageyama leaves. And we see Izumi um, eavesdropping on their conversation. He asks yeah. Hinata what he was doing picking a fight with Kageyama. Yeah, Hinata says that, yeah. I, I wrote a couple things here. So one thing, uh, when Kageyama said, do you think you're tough enough to look down the competition? I wrote here, I mean, he's tiny, so you have to. Also, Melee, I looked up his can height, and he's 5'4". Hey, Melee, how do you feel knowing you're smaller than Hinata? <laughs> you already said this earlier. I did, but I didn't know that you already knew you were shorter than him. <laughs> yeah, I- of course I did! Oh, God. Um, Hun, I was a fan of this fucking series for a long time! I told okay. you, I looked up every single information about these characters. Yeah, and also, I, um... So, like, didn't, like, during this bit, uh, didn't he not say, I can jump? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I wrote here, I can jump. So can Mario, bitch, but you aren't Mario, you're just a bottom. Anyways. <laughs> no. You know who else can jump? Who else can jump? Kagami. <laughs> <laughs> but he isn't Mario, he's just a top. <laughs> anyway... Hinata says that they need to go, and Izumi's like, wait, what about your stomach ache? And then Hinata's like, it went away! <laughs> so back on the court, we see Kitagawa first warm up, and Kageyama is the setter. They briefly talk about uh, Kageyama before reviewing things uh, they learned about volleyball just the day before, showing how much of amateurs they really are. Yeah. The they is uh, Hinata's team, I should say. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a player flubs a spike from Kabigayama, which uh, which is number five. He does have a name, though it, they never really said it in this flashback. Well, yeah, I looked up um, on the wiki the names of the characters in this episode. So yeah, so mm-hmm. um, his name is actually Kindaichi. So yeah, I wrote it, I wrote down his voice actors also. So don't worry. Yay! So uh, Kindaichi fl- flubs a spike from Kagayama and he starts yelling at the player for being too slow. The coach goes over and talks to Kagayama. That it isn't about speed, it's about him setting the ball up just right in order for the spike to land. But Kagayama goes off in a huff. And the teams line up, and the difference between the two teams is pretty clear. Kiza first is much taller and, and more experienced than Yuki Gaoka. But, he, but despite all the other players looking super nervous and like intimidated, Hinata's just glowing with happiness and just happy about playing his first game. The first serve mm-hmm. is served. And um, Yuki Gaoka is flubbing everything up, earning Kita first two points. The scorekeepers have doubts that they'll win, but they see Hanata stay positive encourage, and encourage his team rather than discourage them. Yeah. So Hinata has like a little thing in his head. Uh, I forget what he talks about. Then he flashes mm-hmm. back to the, his first year in middle school. Yeah. So. And around yeah. here he's learning that uh, he's like wanting to sign up for boys volleyball. Yeah. During this sequence, it flashes a lot between present day and the past, mainly more towards past than present, but still. Uh, in the past, in the past, Hinata finds out that he's the only member of the boys' volleyball team since uh, the numbers usually drop, and it doesn't even really exist. It's usually just a club. Hinata isn't discouraged because he wants to become the next tiny giant or little giant, depending on if you watched on Crunchyroll or Netflix. Um, in the present, yeah. a ball slips past Izumin and yeah, Kita first is on the third point, yeah? I wrote a few things about the scene where he's told that uh, he, that boys volleyball isn't a team. One, boys volleyball isn't an actual team. What about girls volleyball? Can we can we watch that instead? I like girls more. Um, <laughs> it's and, funny that you say that. I know, yeah, because they, they end up like, because uh, the girls end up like helping them later, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's funny that you say that because like, was this before the next flashback? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so in the past, Hinata practices alone with a volleyball against the wall and in the gym alongside the girls' volleyball team. Yeah, but also I've got a thing written here where I said, Hinata trans boy, he got upset when ugly bastard tell him join girl team. <laughs> I I was about to be like, he might be trans, but I was like, is that a stereotype? That's no, weird. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Every tra- like half the trans men I have never ever I've ever known look like Hinata. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, he spikes his first ever spike and sees the redness of a hand of his hand is super happy about it. The girls volleyball team goes out for a run and Hinata goes over to Izumin who's on the basketball team for help with setting up spikes for him to hit. Izumin refuses and has to round up for a, a meeting with the rest of his members which he ends up actually being on the basketball team. And I'm yeah. like, Kirk on a basket? I, I actually wrote a thing here. Well, those two used to be in basketball. Are they Kuroko? No, uh, the other guy is not part of basketball, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, in the present, the ball is saved, but it's flubbed up by the ball be- being blocked. Earning Kita first, it's fifth point in the first first set. In the past, Hinata is in class, and some classmates of his tease him about joining the volleyball the girls volleyball team even though that's not what he's doing they thought that he joined to chase after one of the girls but Hinata adamantly denies all of this and says that he's on the boys team mm-hmm. and uh 
Back in the present, a spike hits Yukigoka's side of the court and earns Kita first another point. In the past, it's evening, and Koji, who's part, who's actually part of the soccer team, shown by the fact that he has a soccer ball in his lap. Uh, and mm-hmm. it explains some of his behaviors, too, because you know how he saves the ball with his feet instead of his hands, like yeah. usual volleyball players do? That's because of his soccer instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Or football in, ter- in other countries. So, and Hinata are by some cliffs while Hinata's, like, practicing bouncing the ball off of his forearms, while Koji remarks that Hinata practices a lot for someone who never gets to play. They're, like, overlooking the track field while people are running and stuff. Yeah. Hinata's positive, says that he'll play eventually, and even though everyone turns him down now, that he'll gather up a team one day. Yeah. He tries asking Koji again, but Koji denies. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on him. He he ends up um in the present trying to save the ball with his foot. Presumably, uh... Presumably the one from earlier, like the one awarding Kita for just another point, because it was Kitagawa's six point. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh yeah. in the past, Hinata hits the volleyball against the wall while Izumin watches him in the background, like with pity. Because he's like, Oh, he's trying so hard, but he might never get to play ever. Yeah. And then Hinata spots him and asks if he could spare a minute, but Izumin walks away saying that he needs to study, probably to, like, avoid that, Yeah, you know? to avoid playing volleyball. Probably to avoid, like, trying to get, uh, uh, trying to avoid he- getting Hinata's hopes up. Yeah. In the present, it's 9-0 in Kita first favor. is discouraged, but Hinata remains positive. Kageyama watches this as his teams high-five each other in the background. In the mm. past... Hinata is tossing the ball above his head when suddenly he gets he gets a uh, ball square in the face, uh, gets hit in the face with square hits square in the face with a soccer ball. Koji apologizes, but despite like the red mark on his face, Hinata asks Koji to toss toss to him with a smile. Mm-hmm. He's such a sunshiny boy. I love Hinata so much. <laughs> <laughs> so in the present, a serve is served. Koji saves the ball while getting hit in the face. Uh, this ball is spinning in the air. It snaps back to a similar moment in the past where Izumin and Hinata are practicing, and Izumin's forearms are red. He asks Hinata if they could stop since it's getting tiring, since his arms hurt, and he can't direct the ball well. Hinata begs for one more time, and that he'll get people to join soon, but Izumin said that he said that same thing a few minutes ago. Yeah. Despite saying that, he gives Hinata another one, and Hinata is super happy. Izumin hits it, but it goes off course. He apologizes, but suddenly Hinata takes a step and jumps really high. It's back to the present now, and Izumin tosses the ball. Hinata believes in his jumping ability, and he jumps and attempts to spike the ball. However, he's blocked by the wall, and it's Kitagawa's point. Yeah. (laughs) It's so sad. Mm. But... And Hinata's super stunned, but Izumin and Koji encourage him, bringing him back to the present, deciding to, and he decides to get the next one. Kageyama stares at Hinata. That's when the commercial break comes up. Yeah. And I love the commercial break. Mm-hmm. And I wrote here, wow, it has little commercial translations. What is this? Food Wars. Well, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, l- look at all the similarities. There are actually there. Okay, so I joke about that, but there are actually a good number of voice actors that are shared with Food Wars. Yeah, that makes sense <laughs> at least, because it's like, at least for know. the English dub, at least for the English dub. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, 
And so, the and the English dub of Food Wars is actually pretty good, so maybe the English dub of this is good. I don't know. Oh, I've I've listened to it and it's like decent. Uh this is the only episode I've listened to of in English dub, so my brain can't differentiate the voices yet, but Yeah. You know. So the commercial brain consists of two parts. Uh where a member of the main high school, which is um Karasuno, serves and tries to hit a water bottle but and fails before the ad break giving a cute close-up of their, like, disappointed or mad face. Uh, and then after the ad break, the second part plays up, and they successfully hit the water bottle with a happy face. In this episode, it was Hinata, and it was super cute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I have to say on the commercial break. They, uh, once more people get introduced, then they change it up, but it's, um... But for now, for this episode, it's Hinata, so... Yeah. Um, back to the game. Hinata tries to block, but Kageyama sets the ball to a spiker. We see the score 720 in favor of Kita first, and it is the second and last set of the game. Last mm-hmm. set? I think, well, last set if they win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's seemingly like the last set, because it's yeah. like 20, and you need 25 points in order to win. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yeah. So, one of the scorekeepers are in, is is in awe of Kindaichi on Kitagawa while they change the score to um, uh, 721 because uh, Kindaichi uh, spiked one. The other remarks that Yukigaoka managed to score some points in the second set, but the first says it was due to opponent errors rather than their actual skills. Yeah. <laughs> that, that That's how you know that they're complete amateurs. Like, they, they did get points, but not because of their own skills. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of sad. But Hinata remains positive. So Izumi sets to Hinata again, but the wall wall of hands blocks him again. The scores change to 722, and one of the scorekeepers exclaims that it's like they anticipate all of Yuki Gaoka's movements. The other compliments Hinata's jumps, and Izumi and Koji encourage Hinata. Kagama sets to Kendaichi again, and the spiker is pretty relieved that the spike landed despite a fumble. However, Kageyama yells at him to go faster. Uh, I don't know who... I don't know this this boy's name. What's his name? Number six. Um, number six? I don't know their numbers. I just know their names, and I don't even know which one is which name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I know that, uh, I know that, like... He has black hair similar to Kenma, but not really. But it's not dyed. Okay, um, I know that... I know what Kageyama's teammates are named. They're named Yutaro Kindachi and Akira Kunimi. Akira, then. That, that Akira. must be the guy. Okay. So uh, Kunimi, yeah. Akira Kunimi, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kunimi. So, um, Kunimi goes over and congratulates Kindachi on the spike, and they trash talk y- Kageyama. They don't really understand why he's so uptight and going all out when the defense on the other team doesn't really exist because they don't know what they're doing. Kageyama overhears this and gets angry at them for not taking the game seriously. Another member tries to de-escalate a potential fight, breaking up a team uh, within the game, and the scorekeepers observe this. They compliment Kageyama's skills, but remark that he's playing volleyball basically by himself and not with others. Very similar to uh, Kurokunobasuke. Yeah, very similar to, like, Aumine in Kurokunobasuke, and Mm -hmm. almost Kagami in Kurokunobasuke. Yeah. Not really Kagami, actually. It was him in the first part. Well, like, it was, it, well, like, no, yeah, that's what I was getting at, is that Kagami could have ended up like that. Uh, and yeah. that was, like, that's, like, a big part of his character, is that he could have ended up a total asshole, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So uh, Kunimi serves and it looks like an easy point. However, Kageyama tells him to keep his guard up despite that. Uh, despite that, Hinata runs after the ball to save it. He doesn't, but he ends up flipping around and crashing into a wall, back first, upside down. His teammates go to check up on him, and Kindaichi remarks about how painful it looks, and uh, Kunimi says that he's a fighter, while Kageyama's staring at Hinata like, what the fuck? Uh, the scorekeepers change the score to 724, remarking that one more point for Kiza first, and that's the game. First year apologizes, and Hinata says that, that it's okay, and he'll get the next one. However, the first year asks why, even though he almost got hurt, and that they could never beat Kita first, yes. is he not trying so hard? <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote a few things here. First off, earlier someone mentioned a service ace, and I wrote here, a service ace is what you call your asexual friend who's cool with still fucking anyone who's horny had to help relieve tension. <laughs> Stop, no, please no, don't. Literally, I was in a friend group who had someone who was like that. Really? Yeah. Listen, trans people be horny sometimes. Anyways, <sighs> this was before we met, I think. Anyways. Oh, before we met? Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. Second, uh, he says, you might get hurt. And I wrote, yeah, I wrote after about, like, the guy going, you might get hurt. Yeah, dude, it's sports. This is literally what you sign up for. No one goes to a gun range and worries, I might hear a loud noise. Well, but here's the thing. You yeah. try not to get hurt in sports, actually. But uh, you know that you're going to. That's literally what you sign up for. Well, yeah, but you try. And you hope that you don't. But uh, I don't think you... I don't think you uh, do the things that Hinata d does, though. Well, yeah, because that's physically impossible. Well, not physically impossible. It's just that Hinata doesn't really take care of himself because he's just so excited that he forgets to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. Anyway... So, Kageyama looks over, and Hinata doesn't really understand the question, but simply states that it's not over yet. Not over since they haven't lost yet. Kageyama is shocked since he agrees, and states that there is one reason to go after the ball. I don't remember if, if they say the reason, but I think Hinata finishes the thought saying that the ball hasn't hit the floor yet. So, yeah. serve while this is happening, a serve is given to y Yukigaoka. Hinata flubs the save. Koji saves it with his foot. <laughs> Um, Kageyama keeps going and saying that there's one reason to keep fighting. Hinata sets up a spike and Kageyama tries to block it. They both say the reason we haven't lost yet. Uh, Hinata yeah. spikes and it hits one of the blocker's hands and soars over on their side. Kageyama asks someone to get it, but Kunimi, uh, says, knows that he'll never make it, make it in time and stops short of getting it, awarding Yukigaoka a point. The scorekeepers look at each other with happiness at seeing Yukigaoka score an actual point, but then they quickly get embarrassed and change the scores to eight to eight to twenty-four. Yeah. Kageyama yells at Kunimi and he apologizes. However, Kageyama keeps yelling, saying that he can't let his guard down until the game's over. Yeah. And I I wrote something kinda of here about this and I wrote mm -hmm. it's but it's someone who's generally happy and enjoys playing sport but hasn't met good players versus someone who's more grim and having difficulty enjoying the sport because they're with good players who don't like the sport. It's Kroko and Kagami swapping roles. Kinda actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well here's the thing, like it's less that Kagayama is um enjoying the sport. In a way I would say that he was like He the... wants to enjoy the sport more. Yeah, he want well, his enjoyment is different than other people's enjoyment, which yeah. is uh never backing down and not giving up and trying yeah. their all, you know. Which um, is kind of how he not is enjoying it though. 
Yeah. Is that he knows that he's given it his all, and he knows that his teammates are giving their all, so he's still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but Kageyama doesn't... It, it's like, that's his purpose, but it's not very well known because he has such a scary face and he's not good at talking to people. <laughs> he is socially awkward. I'm not joking. Um, uh, I also have a fun fact, but I'll tell you later, love. Um... Kunimi yeah. knows that, but remarks that they're so far ahead and one point away from winning that Yukigoka would need a miracle to overtake them. Which, it makes sense, because, like, 8 to 24 and 25 is set in game. That's yeah. gonna take a miracle to overcome that kind of shit. And so yeah. far, we don't have special volleyball powers here. It's mainly, it's mostly actual realistic stuff, you know? Versus, yeah. versus, I can shoot anywhere on the court. <laughs> yeah, I was, and I actually wrote a thing here about that, which is that it's interesting to see a sports anime where the sport is realistically portrayed. The only one like that I've watched is Yuri on Ice, and with this, it's like, yeah, this person is stronger and faster than most people, but they can't just fucking make people not notice that they're there. <laughs> and I do like Kirk and Abaske. It's just that, like, if you're if you're trying to get a realistic sport sport experience, then I don't think Kirk and Abaski is for you. <laughs> yeah. If you if you are looking for a more real experience, then maybe um Haikyuu. and even Haikyuu kind of like stretches some boundaries. But e either way, it's like oh well if you well it's just like heightened stuff. You know, like Hinata has good athletic ability. Other people can have good athletic ability. Probably not as much as Hinata, but still. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Kageyama then exclaims that their point is stolen by Hinata, and he points to him. Hinata is looking over, and Kageyama looks over and scowls. They flash back to the corridor scene briefly. I don't know why. <laughs> and yeah. Izumin serves. It hits the net, and Kendaichi saves the ball. One of the first years bumped the ball up with his arms. Izumin sets it up and tries to toss it one way but it goes the other way. Kageyama notices and realizes the ref won't count it as a dribble. I don't know, um, I think of dribble as in terms of basketball, not a, um... It's probably also a volleyball thing, but I don't know volleyball, so... I think it is a volleyball is... thing, because they yeah. said it was a dribble, so, but I don't know what the heck that is, so... Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> so, but, however, no one's covering over the to the place, uh, where the ball fumbled. Suddenly, Hinata rushes over and is about to spike it. In slow motion, Kageyama and his teammates try to recover. While it, like, highlights on he Kageyama, while he's thinking, he's like, I'm positive he went left. I'm positive I had him marked. So, how did he get there so fast? And then he, um, tries to block the ball. Hinata yeah. spikes it, with the ball landing on the court, but it g goes tumbling through the barriers. The ref, however, calls the game since the ball was actually out. Kita yeah. first won the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not gonna lie, uh, I, despite having seen this before, when I saw it again, I was like, oh, <laughs> I forgot that th <laughs> that's how they, uh, win. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, everyone in Yukigalka's worried about Hinata because Hinata getting injured, while Kagame glowers about not being able to keep track of Hinata and wondering how Hinata even did that move in the first place. Izumin tries to coax Hinata to stand in line to say good game, and he's like, he's super worried, obviously, because he, this is Hinata's first and last game. Yeah, 
And I wrote here, Kageyama's having an internal monologue, but his teammates are like, do I get in line while I go to McDonald's? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. He has, like, a sour face while he's talking about Hinata's abilities. And um, Kageyama admits that while he while Hinata does ha- have the talents, he goes over to the net, holds on to it, and yells at Hinata, asking what has he been wasting his time uh, doing for the past three years. And Hinata's super shocked by those words. And Koji's like, what the fuck? You don't even know what he's been through. How could you ye- How could you say that to him like that? And Izumin's like trying to calm Koji down. Because Koji's trying to protect his friend. And that makes sense. Because it's like, yo, Kageyama, that's kind of a shitty thing to say. Yeah. Because we see, like, obviously he doesn't know what Hinata's been through. So not really his fault. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, you could probably be a bit more sensitive. You probably don't know that he was working really hard and trying to build up a team and then, like, fight in official tournaments. So, whatever. So Hinata's sad because this was his first and last official volleyball game. He remarks that he lost, that they lost both sets and that the game lasted only 31 minutes. That's yeah. not a very long game in terms of sports, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, that's three. That is three rounds of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball. Basketball. In the bleachers, we see three other students from a completely different school that's observing the game. They comment on Kageyama, say that he's a that he could be a strong addition to any team once they, he gets to high school. They also comment on Hinata saying that he's got that he's got potential too. Then, when they leave, we see their jacket backs, which say Karasuno High School Volleyball Club. Yeah. And that is the club that Hinata's dreamed of yeah, joining. Yeah, yeah. and he's gonna, <laughs> I know that he joins it later. Mm-hmm. So, outside, it's evening, and Hita, Hinata walks and stops. Koji and Izumin look at each other and worry. Koji tries to comfort Hinata, saying that Kita first were candidates for nationals, so it was, it was kind of obvious that they would lose, since they're amateurs. Then they see Kita first walk out of the stadium. He has to speak up saying that it doesn't matter how strong the opponent, strong or weak the opponent is. It all comes down to winning or losing. If you lose, then you can't stand on the court. He resolves himself before running down the steps towards Kageyama and stopping just short on the steps while shouting out to him. And says that he will, that even though Kageyama is the king of the court for now, but one day Hinata is going to win and stay on the court the longest while he's like crying and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's tiny baby yeah um, and i wrote i wrote here fellas is it gay to tell an emotionally constipated person who thinks you're really good at volleyball that your main goal is to beat them in volleyball <laughs> basically Kageyama <laughs> is surprised by this but states that only strong winners get to stay on the court so if he wants to win then he's got to get stronger in order to beat him they stare each other down for a bit and then kagiyama walks away hinata then questions what he what he's lacking in his head while his friends go down the steps towards him he turns to them and thanks them for all the help they gave him that day, and they're both very touched by their friend's gesture. And I think it's the cutest thing ever because they're so embarrassed because they're like, "What the heck? You don't have to thank us. What the heck?" Yeah. It's it's kind of cute. Um. Anyway, it actually goes into the mo- a montage of the rest of Hinata's third year in middle school. So he basically ends up training by jogging in the morning, and um, I guess him and the first years train with the girls' volleyball team. And there's, like, no dialogue during this uh, cutscene. So it's just a bunch of monologues where, like, montages where Hinata's running, jogging in the morning through any weather. And then, um, 
And then a newspaper article shows uh, that Kita First, the school that Hinata matched up with that Kageyama's part of, just barely lost in an elimination match, despite basically overtaking that school. So something definitely happened there, but we don't get to know what happened in this episode. So Hinata's study for, studying for exams, but is exhausted. Uh, and then finally, they graduate, and then they wave goodbye and go on their merry ways. Yeah. It then transitions to later on that spring, which I think was like about a month later, um, when Hinata is riding his bike 30 minutes over hills towards the first day at the Miyagi Prefectural Karasuno High School, the school of his dreams. More like, I think it's more like the school with the club of his dreams. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a club fair at the school, and Hinata's hurrying towards the gym in a track outfit that I think is part of the, uh... Uh, the school's track outfit. So he passes some faceless students, presumably the ones that watched him at the volleyball tournament with the faceless girl, too. The girl hands them new applicant papers for the club. The student in the middle remarks that they didn't get many applicants this year, and the student on the right reveals his name to... reveals the middle student to be named to be Daichi. Um, yeah. Uh, and explains that they'll probably get more soon. Reveal... Uh, yeah, more soon. And then the student on the left reveals the girl's name which is Kyoko, and he compliments on how beautiful she looks. However, she ignores him, but that that doesn't deter the guy and actually makes him more attracted to her. Um, Hinata's running towards the gym, while it shows cuts to another person to the gym practicing. Hinata's very resolved to challenge Kageyama to a game and win, and he jumps into the gym, landing on his feet. His smiling mm-hmm. face slowly fades to horror as the camera reveals that Kageyama is practicing his serve in the gym and wearing the exact same practice tracksuit as Hinata. Hinata loudly exclaims that Kageyama is there too, and Kageyama fumbles on his serve. They stare each other down, and the ball hits Kageyama on the head. The end credits roll. Yeah, and I wrote here, bro, you got you got hit on the head with a volleyball. That shit hurts. Yeah, as much as a basketball. Yeah, possibly even more because like a basketball is like mostly air, but mm, volleyball's not got really. And yeah, like a lot I of stubbed my finger on a basketball, love. Well, like it's highly pressurized air, but. Mm. It's highly pressurized air, but still, it's mostly air. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Melee, would you like to say anything about this? I love this anime so much. It's such a good... It's such a good, like, first episode to rope you in, because it's like, oh, shit! The two dudes that are that are proclaimed to be rivals go to the same school. Mm-hmm. So you're wondering how they're going to work together despite their past. Yeah. Um Yeah, so uh my opinion is that this is a good series and I will likely watch more. Anyways, voice actors. Yay! I'm happy that you would watch more. <laughs> yeah. So, first off, I'm going to um talk about um, the English voice actors. Woohoo. Okay, Hinata. His English voice actor is Bryson Bogus. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. He is uh, Pegasus Seiya from Saint Seiya, which Saint Seiya is a good old anime. I recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's very strange, but also has a nice art style. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's also the main character from Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, which is a series I don't have much interest in watching, but I like the dynamic between the main character and that girl with no bra. Um, what? Like that that girl from that series who just wears a ribbon to like support her boobs. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Keep going. Then, yeah, but anyways. Um, and he's also Takumi in Food Wars. Oh! Ta- Takumi Aldini, yeah. That's the, uh, that's the... That's English the... voice actor, yeah. And yeah, that's the, that's the other brother, right? Yeah, that's the, that... no, it's the, it's the, it's the blonde Italian blonde brother. Blonde one, okay. Yeah, the blonde one, the main one who's, like, rivals with Soma. Or self-proclaimed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, as opposed to Isumi, who's just, like, very nice and pleasant for everyone to be around. <laughs> Watch Food Wars, it's very good. Um, anyways, uh, Kageyama, his English voice actor is Scott Gibbs, who is Satoshi Ishiki from Food Wars, who is um, the, the, like, the member of the Elite Ten who's in the same dorm as Soma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy, who's always naked. And <laughs> he's also Sora from No Game No Life, which is a good series, it's one of the good isekai. <laughs> I thought you were gonna fucking say Sora from Kingdom Hearts, and I'm like, Bye. oh, we'll get to, oh, we'll get to Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Um, oh no. Ne- next two characters are Kagama's teammates. Uh, Yutaro Kindachi's English voice actor is David Matranga, who is Shu from One Piece, who's the guy that rusted Zoro's sword during Annie's lobby. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, he's also Tomoya from Clanad. Uh, is that the, uh, that's the, that's the main guy, right? Yeah, that's the main guy. He's oh. the dad from Wolf Children. Yeah. <laughs> he's the, he's the dad from Wolf Children. Wolf Children. Um, he is Kojaku from Dramatical Murder. <laughs> is that the samurai one? That's, yeah, that's the samurai from the wow, funny Wow, that's the only VN. one that I know. <laughs> it's the main one that people tend to like. Um, oh, honestly, so I would like him too. He's got a cool design. He's he does have a cool design. I'm not attracted to any of the dramatical murder characters apart from me, one of them. Uh, but he does have a very nice design. I am not attracted to any of them. Are you fucking kidding me? They look funny. Yeah. And I just appreciate um, their design. I don't think they're attractive or anything. I think that I I I know th- what an attractive man looks like, and an attractive man looks like all of them except for noise. But anyways, we're talking about a gay porn VN. We're not talking about Haikyuu. We need to talk about Haikyuu. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's also Shoto Todoroki from My Hero Academia. That's the Ice Boy, right? A fire yeah, and Ice a Boy? Yeah, fi- Fire and Ice Boy, yep. And he's also uh, Bertold from Attack on Titan. Cool, I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bertold is the guy who... Um, that's a spoiler, I'm not going to say that. Anyways. Uh, Do you think I'm going to watch it? But yeah, maybe not for our listeners. Yeah, may not for our listeners, because they might be uh, watching it and not have gotten to season two yet. Anyways, uh, Akira Kunimi, who's uh, Kageyama's other teammate, uh, is Mark X. Leskowski. Uh, he is Shinpachi in the first Gintama movie. <laughs> um, yeah, Kota Hirano in High School of the Dead. Uh, a character who I can't remember how to pronounce their name, but I remember who they are. Wick School from Flip Flappers, they're a weird green rabbit. Um, and Yuya Tomita from Food Wars, he's Soma's neighbor who made the box lunches for that fried chicken oh, arc. Yeah, remember that guy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the characters who aren't shown but st- aren't fully shown but still talk, I managed to look them up. Uh, Daichi is voiced by Justin Doran. Mm-hmm. I could not identify a single thing he voices in other than he's Kotomi's dad in Clanad. Oh. Um, 
but he does stunts for movies. Like wow. in he was in 2012, he was in that bad new Predator movie from 2018, and he was in The Revenant, that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio that finally won him a fucking Oscar. <laughs> and then apparently the world fucking just got destroyed because Leo DiCaprio got a fucking Oscar. Yeah. Um, then Ryonosuke Jokes Takata. aside. Jokes yeah. aside, congrats to Leo for finally getting an Oscar. Yeah, congrats to Leo for finally getting an Oscar. You were good in that role, so you deserve it. Anyways. You Ryonosuke... he was good in any other role? I have not watched many of his movies. Um, Ryonosuke <laughs> Takata, he's voiced by Greg Coat in the English dub, who, uh, plays 00303 from Flip Flappers. And it's Suguru Dojima from Bloom Into You. Babe, are you familiar with Bloom Into You? No. It's a Yuri anime, which I've heard is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so, um, maybe we should watch one of these days. Yeah, who's this character again? Which one? Uh, the, which character in Haikyuu, or? Which character in Haikyuu are you uh, going over? Ryonosuke Takata. Tanaka. <laughs> Ta- wait, it said Takata in the thing. Takata? No, it's Tanaka. I must have read it wrong, then. On. It's Tanaka. Let me make sure. Let me make sure that the wiki wasn't just wrong. I think the wiki's wrong. Maybe the wiki is wrong. God damn you, Haiku Wiki. Uh, that's a bad wiki. Bad wiki. Bad wiki. Unless it was my fault. It may be your fault. It was my fault. Okay, Tanaka. <laughs> Listen, I knew. I know exactly who the fuck you're talking about, and I love Tanaka. You're gonna love him too in the next episode. Sugawara. Ah, <laughs> uh, Suga. Uh, is voiced by Adam Gibbs, who is Seita from Grave of the Fireflies, Shinichi from Parasite, Mizuki from Dramatical Murder, and that one guy who was an asshole to Soma in episode two of Food Wars. Uh, is that uh, the, like that's an extra character, right? Yeah, he's an extra character. <laughs> that's what I thought. Um. Uh, and then Kyoko is voiced by Rebecca Stevens, uh, who plays, uh, she plays Yukari in Girls in Panzer, and mm. she's also the wife of Sugawara's VA. Oh, that's, that's actually very funny. Yeah. Um, and then time for the other language voice actors. There wasn't Yay. much to really talk about with- Wait, what about uh, Izumin and Koji? I couldn't find their English voice actors, like, anywhere. Oh, wow. But Didn't you found their any... Japanese ones? I did find their Japanese ones, so don't worry about that. Okay, cool. And in um, fact, I even found the Japanese voice actors for the other teammates of uh, Hinata who were, like, barely mentioned. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, a fun fact about Haikyuu, though. I actually cosplayed as Kyoko. Well. Yeah, I tried to, at least. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I did have classes similar to Kyoko at the time, so I that's why I tried to. I'm trying to find one with me in the fucking thing. God, I look I hate every single photo one of my photos in this. I hate my mm-hmm. life. <laughs> but I'll send you a selfie. I had I a cool you. fucking jacket too. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. That's anyway. me in 2015-14. Well, it is you. Mm-hmm. I look young. You do. Anyways, so want to do the other languages now? Yes. Yes. Other languages. Hinata, his Japanese voice actor, is Ayumu Murase. Yeah, uh, baby. Yeah. They play uh, Venti from Genshin Impact, Irma from Welcome to Demon School Irma-kun, which I've never watched, but the art style is beautiful, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginro from Dr. Stone, 
Luck from Black Clover, and we've actually covered them before yes, because they're Minami from Miri on Ice. Yeah, we have covered him before. Yeah, but to go for someone that we haven't covered, he also has a German voice actor. Hell yeah. Um, I, I was only able to find German voice actors for him and Kageyama, but still. That's um, fine. Yeah. His, his German voice actor is Christian Zeger, who is um, Armin from Attack on Titan, <laughs> Riley from The Boondocks, Dende and Goten from Dragon Ball, Lloyd from Ninjago, <laughs> <laughs> Dragon, <and> Dragon, <laughs> and and the villain from Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side Dimensions. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Kageyama, his Japanese voice actor, is Kaito Ishikawa. He is Nero from Devil May Cry. <laughs> He's also say- saying in the <laughs> in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, he also sang in that thing. Um, he's uh, Kensuke Fukui in KNB. There is a siren outside my house. Kensuke Fukui in K in Kuroko Basuke. Mm. Yes, I don't know Fukui. who that is, but um, I, I think he was on Murasaki Bara's team. Say it again. Hang on, uh, Kensuke Fukui. Um, I found it. Yeah, he's on Murasaki Baro's team. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, that guy. He's that guy, and he's got. Oh my god, he has Kageyama's face. He do though. Yeah. But but to be honest, Kirk and Abasuke characters tend to have a similar face. Yeah. Except for like so, except for like the main characters. So. Yeah, but still, um. He's also, he's Molosia in Italia the World Twinkle, ha 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 Fuck you. He's Genos in One Punch Man. That's uh, the robot dude, right? Yes, he's the cyborg. Cyborg um, robot. Yeah. He's Ida in My Hero Academia. Wow. Um, yeah. He's Kiawe in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, he's Gula in Kingdom Hearts, who I have to make sure I pronounce his name right, or else I end up saying the funny shark of YouTuber. Um... Gula is a character who uh, was trained, he was a Keyblade Master, trained by the Master of Masters, and he was one of the ones to kind of start the Keyblade War. Um, <laughs> I ignored everything you said. Thank you. He's Dimitri from Fire Emblem Three Houses, and he's also Sale in Part 5 of JoJo. Hmm. Uh, who's a guy, he's the guy that has the stand craft work. Um... His German voice actor is Enrique Puig. He plays Shu Tsukiyama in Tokyo Ghoul, Natsu in Fairy Tale, and Roy Mustang in Full Metal Alchemist. Fun. Yes. Daichi, Japanese voice actor, is uh, Satoshi Hino. He is Ron Stoppable from Kim Possible, <laughs> Sai from Naruto, Vector from Yu-Gi-Oh's Exile. Uh, hang on, wait, that, Vector is a character in Yu-Gi-Oh! That, Vector is that character's name, right? Hang on. Vector. I don't know. Hang on. Vector. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, Vector. I wanted to make sure I wasn't mixing up with the crocodile. Um. <laughs> no, yeah, Vector from Yu-Gi-Oh!'s Exile. Kyojuro from Demon Slayer. Ainzul Gon from Overlord. Emil from Yuri on Ice. Now Serizawa from Free. Gosh from Black Clover. Noise from Dramatical Murder and- Wait. Wait a second. Noise from Dramatical Murder. We've Are covered you... him before. Are you doing a bit? 
He's Kyoya from Beyblade. Which one's that one again? <laughs> Kyoya, the guy who was like Benkei's oh. boss. Oh, the cool dude. Yes, Daichi <laughs> is Kyoya from Beyblade. Oh, boy, howdy. Yep. Did I just destroy your entire view of Haikyuu? No, it makes it better. Kyoya's the one I like. Yeah. And, okay, well, that's not the last Beyblade Metal Fusion character that we'll see, um, but it's the last one that you know. Fun. Anyways, Sugawara is voiced by Miyu Irino, who plays Parappa in the Parappa anime. Oh my god. Haku from Spirited Away. Mm. Astral from Yu-Gi-Oh's Exile. Young Kiritsuga Emiya from Fate Zero. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And Tsubasa from Beyblade Metal Fusion. Oh, wow. They're a character who, like, their role is very late into the, into the series. I Beyblade Metal Fusion gets complex, I will say that much. Anyways. More than it already is. Oh, you have no fucking idea. Ryonosuke, t- Ryonosuke, <laughs> um, uh, he's Yu Hayashi. He's Christopher Robin in The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Kyle New? from South... Yeah, from, like, the 90s. Oh. Oh, okay. Because I was about, because I was about to be like, what? There was a new Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh thing. No, no they one just told it, me. They just called it the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, the TV series. I yeah. think I've had. I think I've got some of those DVDs. I think I saw some of it. Yeah, he's also Kyle from South Park. Um, the character Andy from the cult hit but horribly aged PlayStation One cinematic platformer Heart of Darkness. Um. <laughs> Peter Pan and a lot of Disney stuff that aren't movies, like Kingdom Hearts and House of Mouse and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, because um, that makes sense, because Peter Pan was animated in the uh, old times. Yeah. He's also... And it's um, racist. <laughs> yeah. He's also Boo-Boo in the bad live-action Yogi Bear movie. Hey, Boo-Boo! Did hey, you know that there was a new Tom and Jerry movie? Yes, I did. Um, I also heard that uh, people accidentally ended up watching... Um, <laughs> the Snyder Cut of Justice League because HBO Max can't run their platform. Oh, um, no. Anyways, uh, he's Baker Smurf in the bad live-action Smurfs movie. Oh, um, Theodore, Smurf. yeah, just the- be greedy Smurf though. Yeah, yeah. Theodore in the live-action Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Alvin. Um, Alvin. Um, Shigehiro Ogiwara in Kokono Basuke. Oh. Yeah. Ogiwara? Yeah. And he's also Smokey in Joseph's Bizarre Adventure, and he's also Steven Universe. Oh, really? Yeah. He... Anyway, yeah. Boomstiff? Who... Oh, uh, Shigehiro! <laughs> you don't know who this guy is, I do! I do not. You're correct about that. Oh, Anyways. he appears way later. Uh, that's good. Um, it's sad. Uh, Yukitaka. His Japanese voice actor is uh, Kyosuke Ikeda. He plays young Kyosoma in Fruits Basket, mm-hmm. Trey in Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel, Koda in Brother Bear, and in the Japanese dove of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he plays Charlie. Charlie? Yes. Charlie bit me. Anyways. <laughs> Koji... did, I, did I kill you with an old school internet reference? Yes. Koji Saki Mukai. Uh, he's 
He is Seigo Yokota. He played one other Haiku character whose name is apparently Taketora Yamamoto. Um, and he plays miscellaneous roles in many anime. And he even played a random blader in Beyblade Shogun Steel. <laughs> Which is the last? Which is the last series in Beyblade Metal Saga? Anyways, <laughs> with next the first three. Kenta. Yeah, the the uh, tall Kenta. I don't, I don't like it. Suzuki. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Next three are Hina's teammates that aren't fully named. Um, Suzuki is Junya Enoki, who is Tomoe in Grand Blue Fantasy, Fugo in JoJo Part Five, uh, Yuri in Fire Emblem Three Houses, Jack in B Stars. The Demi Fiend from Shimagami Tensei 3, Yuji from Jujutsu Kaisen, Ooh. and he all yeah, he's also the Japanese dub for Spider-Man and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Spider-Man? <coughs> Spider-Man. Kawashima is Kotaro Nishiyama, who plays uh Toru Iwashimizu in Free and Ron Delight in the Ace Attorney anime. Oh, Ron Delight. What a delight. Yes. Um I wonder Mori? did they make did they make uh cases based like other case like filler cases? There was the one filler? case. There was one case that wasn't in the any of games. the games. Yeah, and it was the one that they ended um season two with. Let's anyway. watch it. <laughs> sure. Anyways, there's um uh, there's all and then the last one is uh the last one of Hina's teammates is Mori. Wow, Calliope Mori. Ha 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 ha. Kaz- uh, his voice actor is Kazutomi Yamamoto. He's Blockman in Mega Man 11. <laughs> he blocked. Okay. <coughs> yes. Next to Kageyama's teammates. Kindachi is Makoto Furukawa. He's that same asshole from Food Wars. Which uh, from one? episode oh. that The one from episode two. And he's also the guy who presented a good dish at the fall selection, but gosh shit grade because it was just good. And not oh, like mind-blowing the, the, anyway. The glasses dude? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also Saitama in One Punch Man. <laughs> um, Sylvain in Fire Emblem Three Houses. I don't, uh, know who that is. I don't know who that is. He's Fuse Man from Mega Man 11. And he's also Taiju Oki from Dr. Stone. Cool, I never watched that. Uh, it's good, and he's, uh, he's a kind of neat character. He's um, a guy that knew the main character before um, the apocalypse happened. And everyone turned into stone. Um, Haha, Dr. Stone. Yeah, that's why it's called Dr. Stone. Funny. Um, Akira Kunimi uh, is voiced by Atsushi Tamaru. I can't find really anything that I know from him, but he was Kunimitsu Tomoda in the New Fruits, ba- in the New Fruits Basket anime. Mm. Um, okay, last one. Kyoko. She is voiced by Kaori Nazuka. Who plays Subaru in Dot Hack Sign and the Dot Hack IMOQ games because they're part of the same series? Um, Kisa Soma from Fruits Basket, Nunnally from Code Geass, Tsubaki from Soul Eater, Lin from Strike Witches, Draco Centauros from Puyo Puyo, Maria Ross from Full Metal Alchemist, Queen Chrysalis from My Little Pony, uh, uh, Toru Hagakure from My Hero Academia. The Invisible Girl. Mm-hmm. Hinoka from Fire Emblem Fates. And you from Beyblade Metal Fusion. Who's like evil Kenta. Probably better than Kenta. 
he does have a more interesting Beyblade, I will say. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, his Beyblade just, like, stays in one space, stays in one spot and spins, but, like, it's impossible to knock over. Anyways. Oh, that is cooler. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> any final thoughts? Uh, enjoyable. I love Haikyuu. I enjoy Haikyuu as well. Yay! Um, yes. Uh, I may or may not cover episode two. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, if yeah. not, then we could just watch it together. Yeah. On our own and, time. Yeah. So... Let's we've uh is it time for housekeeping? Housekeeping, housekeeping. Keep I'm already houses. on the dock. Yay, I am too. Okay. So Thanks for listening to Noises On. I'm Melee. I'm Jenny. And our music is Glitter Blast by Kevin McLeod, who does worldly fear music. You can find you've probably found a lot of his shit in a lot of different places. Um he makes good stuff. And also that bad ukulele song, but he makes largely good stuff. <laughs> and our art is done by our producer Sahar. You can find her on Instagram at Kuro Kitty with two Y's, everything lowercase. At Kuro Kitty, on all lowercase with two Y's on Instagram. Yeah. And if you want to contact us on Twitter, then you can find us at Noises on Podcast on Twitter. That's at Noises on Podcast, each word capitalized. You can fi- also find us on our Instagram. Our Instagram is at noises underscore on. That is at noises underscore on. And if you would like to request a show, then we have an email you can send uh, stuff to to us. Um, and that is noisesonpodcast at gmail.com. That's at, uh, no, not, not at, that's noisesonpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. You're very used to the... <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to donate to our um, our show, you could find the link in the description below. Um, if you could, you could uh, donate at least a dollar per month, or at least, or at the most, ten dollars per month. It would be at Anchor FM slash Noises On. So, yeah. What's our next episode, love? Our next episode is one I've been looking forward to for ages. Much the like next this epi- one for me. Yes. The next episode we're doing is The Simpsons. Jenny. Mage. Mage, I'm going to be on the podcast, Mage. <laughs> By the way, I have picked out the episode that we're going to do, so don't worry about that. Awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. So, we're signing off on Noises Off. Good volleyball. Goodbye.